Cell phones. Even those of us old enough to remember life before them can hardly imagine life without them now. But as with all new technologies, drugs and products, what do we really know about how they affect our health, especially long term? No one can say for sure in the beginning, and as with most big industries, by the time scientific studies are performed, there is enough money at stake that negative findings are suppressed. Well, when it comes to the latest in mobile networks, wireless technology and smart devices, make no mistake, there is an attack being perpetuated on your health and well-being. The cell tower going up in your neighborhood? If it's not now, it may soon. They say it would allow phone companies to put up new antennas in your neighborhood, whether you like it or not. But to pave the way for that game change, telecom companies need to put up between 30,000 and 50,000 of these small cell antennas. Local neighborhoods would be seeing something the size of a refrigerator showing up on a street pole, and they could say nothing to stop it. They have no place in front of homes in residential neighborhoods. Now, what about you, the ones that are Oh, what would you the one you're Excuse me. Of all the places in Shadyside, why are you trying to put a cell phone tower in my kid's playground? It's because you're getting beamed with all these invisible signals, but the high-powered signals that are directionally aimed at the devices that are using them. The, the manufacturers actually tell people in the instruction manual, which I, I never read, to put not to put the cell phone against your ear. It's time to tell the This is the Truth Podcast, where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the Truth Podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. And we are back with another episode of the Truth Podcast, Question Everything. Good morning. My name is Richard. I am your host. It is Monday, January 13, 2020. And we're back for another episode here on the Truth Podcast, where we question everything. This week, the topic is 5G safe. Well, as the old saying goes... Give us an inch, and inevitably, we'll want a mile. And certainly, this sentiment is true with technology. Who doesn't want faster, bigger, or smaller, or more efficient? I mean, take wireless telecommunications, for example. Our current broadband cellular network platform, 4G, or 4th generation, allows us to transmit data faster than 3G and everything that preceded. We can access information faster now than ever before in history. What more could we want? Oh, yes, transmission speeds powerful enough to accommodate the rather horrifying so-called Internet of Things, which brings us to 5G. Until now, mobile broadband networks have been designed to meet the needs of people, but 5G has been created with machines' needs in mind offering low latency, high efficiency data transfer. It achieves this by breaking data down into smaller packages, allowing for faster transmission times. Whereas 4G has a 50 millisecond delay or so, 
5G data transfer will offer a mere one millisecond delay. We humans won't notice the difference, but it will permit machines to achieve near seamless communication. Which in itself may open a whole Pandora's box of trouble for us and our planet. So today we ask the question, is 5G safe? Coming to a street lamp near you, right? 300,000 of them are going to sprout up in the United States. And preliminary studies from National Toxicology Program looking at 2G and 3G look like it can possibly cause heart tumors and brain tumors in rats, not people, mind you, rats, but change cells in the brain and cause ringing in the ears. So we don't know the long-term health risk, and I'm not willing to take that off the table, especially since 5G is closer to you because it doesn't, it, it's faster and it's higher definition, but it doesn't travel as far. So I need to see longer-term studies on this. But before those studies are available, we're building the infrastructure and doing it anyway? Typically, yes. But I also want to point out, you know, as you said at the beginning, there's a trade war going on here between the Russians and the Chinese and us. The Russian TV is trying to scare us. So I don't want to come out and say I think there are definite health risks. And not only that, I want to tell you, medically, this is a huge home run because 5G has very high definition, which means we're probably going to be able to operate robotically. That's right, robotically from other places in the world, finally. Remotely, robotically, telemedicine. So there's a lot of big advances in higher definition. We got to study it in Tucker. We should have been studying it already. And the latest studies in rats make me want to see more and more in humans at the same time. So I don't want to lose this trade war, but I want more medical studies. So the concern would be the radiation coming from the from the, the antennas on street poles, or would it be from our phone, or where would the where would the risk be if there is such if there is a risk? So that's a great question, and I think in this case we're going to be talking more about the transmitters because remember the phones we already have that problem. I don't think the increased radiation from 5G is in the phone itself is what bothers me because actually 5G right. is it doesn't penetrate as as much as 3G and 2G, you know. But the towers are going to be much closer to you, and they're going to be transmitting all day and night. So. I want them studied. That hasn't been studied, and there's going to be a lot of them sprouting up. That's where the risk is. And I'm not talking about cancer necessarily. I'm talking about preliminary changes to cells in the brain. You know, not to mention what we've talked about previously on this show, which is more and more technology means more and more teens not talking to each other, which means more and more depression and right. anxiety. We got that problem too. So we, we need to study this, and we, we need to study do. it fast. Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you for that. Thanks, Tucker. So let's start with some basic background on 5G technology. Faster processing speeds require more bandwidth, yet our current frequency bandwidths are quickly becoming saturated. The idea behind 5G is to use untapped bandwidth of the extremely high frequency millimeter wave between 30 gigahertz and 300 gigahertz, in addition to some lower and mid-range frequencies. High frequency MMWs, or millimeter waves for short, travel a short distance. They don't travel well through buildings and tend to be absorbed by rain and plants, leading to signal interference. Thus, the necessary infrastructure would require many smaller, barely noticeable cell towers situated closer together with more input and output ports than there are on the much larger, easier to see 4G towers. This would likely result in wireless antennas every few feet 
on every lamppost and utility pole in your neighborhood. Here are some numbers to put the dangers of 5G into perspective. Now, as of 2015, five years ago, there were 308,000 wireless antennas on cell towers and buildings. That's double the 2002 number. Yet, 5G would require exponentially more. Smaller ones placed much closer together with each emitting bursts of radio frequency radiation, or RFR, granted at much lower levels than that of today's 4G cell towers. That will be much harder to avoid because these towers will be ubiquitous. If we could see the radio frequency radiation, it would look like a smog that's everywhere all the time. So what about some of the serious health concerns? Well, it's important to know that in 2011, the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer classified RFR as a potential 2B carcinogen and specified that the use of mobile phones could lead to specific forms of brain tumors. Now, many studies have associated low-level RFR exposure with a litany of health effects, including DNA single and double-strand breaks, which can lead to cancer, oxidative damage, which leads to tissue deterioration and premature aging, disruption of cell metabolism, increased blood-brain barrier permeability, melatonin reduction, which of course can lead to insomnia and increased cancer risks, disruption of brain glucose metabolism, and generation of stress proteins, which of course can lead to a myriad of diseases. Now, as mentioned, the new 5G technology utilizes higher frequency MMW bands, which give off the same dose of radiation as airport scanners. Now, the effects of this radiation on public health have yet to undergo the rigors of long-term testing. Adoption of 5G will mean more signals carrying more energy through the high-frequency spectrum, with more transmitters located closer to people's homes and workplaces, basically a lot more and more potent RFR flying around us. It's no wonder that the apprehension exists over potential risks to both human and environmental health. And perhaps the strongest concern involves adverse effects of MMWs on human skin. Now, take a look at this letter to the Federal Communications Commission from Dr. Yel Steen of Jerusalem's Hebrew University, which outlines a few main points. Over 90% of microwave radiation is absorbed by the epidermis and dermis layers so human skin can basically act as an absorbing sponge for microwave radiation. Disquieting as this may sound, is generally considered acceptable so long as the violating wavelengths are greater than the skin's layered dimensions. But MMWs violate this condition. Furthermore, the sweat ducts in the skin's upper layer act like helical antennas, which are specialized antennas constructed specifically to respond to electromagnetic fields. With millions of sweat ducts and 5G's increased radio frequency radiation needs, it stands to reason that our bodies will become far more conductive to this radiation. The full ramifications of this fact are presently unclear, especially for the more vulnerable members of the public. Of course, our babies and pregnant women, and of course the elderly. Another thing to consider is that millimeter waves 
may cause our pain receptors to flare up in recognition of the waves as damaging stimuli. Consider that the U.S. Department of Defense already uses a crowd dispersal method called the active denial system, in which millimeter waves are directed at crowds to make their skin feel like it's burning, and also has the ability to basically microwave populations to death from afar with this technology, if they choose to do so. And the telecommunication industry wants to fill our atmosphere with millimeter waves? Well, perhaps you may have heard about some of the harms 5G has done to animals. And unfortunately, innocent animals have already been the victims of testing to see if MMWs or millimeter waves effects on living cells. Now we know for sure that 5G harms animals. And perhaps you have seen some of those videos about birds dropping out of the sky or of course some other studies that have been done. Now fortunately, innocent animals have already been the victims of testing to see if MMWs or millimeter waves have effects on living cells. Exploiting the results from animal testing to humans isn't straightforward, but the results nonetheless raise some serious red flags. Perhaps most significantly, a United States National Toxology Program study noted that male rats exposed to radiofrequency radiation for nine hours a day over a two-year period developed rare forms of tumors in the brain and heart, and rats of both sexes developed DNA damage. The researchers noted that the increased risks to the rats were relatively small, but if these findings translate to humans, the widespread increase in cell phone use could have a significant impact on the population. Thus, the NTP study served to renew the debate about the potential harmful effects of cell phones on human health. Not only that, it caused a significant shift in the American Cancer Society's understanding of radiation and cancer and sparked them to state that our ignorance of RFR's impact on human health could be compared to our previous obliviousness to the connection between smoking and lung cancer. Other animal research worldwide illustrates how microwave radiation in general and millimeter waves in particular can damage the eyes and immune system, cell growth rate, even bacterial resistance. An experiment at the Medical Research Institute of Kanazawa Medical University showed that 60 gigahertz millimeter wave antennas produce thermal injuries in rabbit eyes, with thermal effects reaching below the eye's surface. This study, meanwhile, suggests low MMWs caused lens opacity, a precursor to cataracts in rats' eyes. A Chinese study demonstrated that eight hours of microwave radiation damaged rabbits' lens epithelial cells. A Pakistani study concluded that exposure to mobile phone EMF prevented chicken embryo retinal cells from properly differentiating. This Russian study revealed that exposing healthy mice to low-intensity, extremely high-frequency electromagnetic radiation severely compromised their immune systems. And a 2016 Armenian study concluded that low-intensity millimeter waves not only dispersed the growth of E. coli and other bacteria, but also changed certain properties and activity levels of the cells. The same Armenian study even noted that millimeter wave interaction with bacteria could lead to antibiotic resistance.
Distressing news, considering immunity to bacteria is already compromised due to the overuse of antibiotics. Finally, one other study I'm aware of says that various animal studies show a significant effect of microwaves in the 5G frequency range on mammals, avian species, and insect pollinators such as honeybees. There also appears to be a negative impact on plant life in the vicinity of cell phone towers to the point where there are notable decreases in fruit and other crop yields. Again, if these findings translate to humans, our rapid cell phone use would likely cause profound, adverse health effects and increase in millimeter waves as more bandwidth is introduced could further complicate the matter. But what's also important to note here is that the danger of 5G technology cannot only have a profound impact on human health, but on the health of all living organisms it touches, including plants. Equally disturbing, 5G technology puts environmental health at risk in a number of ways. First, millimeter waves pose a serious threat to plant health. This 2010 study showed that the leaves of aspen seedlings exposed to radiofrequency radiation exhibited symptoms of necrosis, while another Aminian study suggested low-intensity millimeter waves cause peroxidase isoenzyme spectrum changes, basically a stress response that damages cells in wheat shoots. Plant irradiation is bad news for the plant's flora, but it's bad news for us too. It could contaminate our food supply. Second, the 5G infrastructure would pose a threat to our plant's atmosphere. Network implementation will require the deployment of many short lifespan satellites via suborbital rockets propelled by hydrocarbon rocket engines. According to this 2010 California study, launching too many of these babies will vomit enough black carbon into the atmosphere to pollute global atmospheric conditions, affecting distribution of ozone and temperature. Worse, solid-state rocket exhaust contains chlorine, an ozone-destroying chemical. How can any government seriously concerned about climate change allow for this? And then third, 5G will potentially threaten natural ecosystems. According to several reports over the last two decades, non-ionizing microwave radiation effects affects birds and bee health. It drives birds from their nests and causes plume deterioration, locomotion problems, reduced survivorship, and even death. And bee populations suffer from reduced egg-laying abilities of queen bees and smaller colony sizes. More evidence of ecosystem disruption comes from this 2010 meta-study, which indicates that 593 of 919 research studies suggest that radiofrequency radiation adversely affects plants, animals, and humans. It bears repeating, 5G is bad news for all living creatures and the planet we share. Now, despite being fully aware of all of these unsettling results, threats, and concerns, many corporations and, of course, the government continue to maintain a gang-ho attitude about 5G. The Mobile Now Act was passed in 2016, and many U.S. states have since gone ahead with 5G plans. The telecom industry's biggest players have basically co-opted government powers to enforce their 5G agenda, with companies like AT&T and Qualcomm having begun live testing already. And despite research showing serious threats to humans and the planet, the FCC chairman announced intentions to open low, mid, and high frequency spectrums without even mentioning a single word about the dangers. 
They're going to sell this to us as faster browsing speeds, but the truth is you'll barely even notice the difference. They're going to call anyone who protests against 5G as a technophobe or a conspiracy theorist. But why such a willingness to embrace another new technology, even though it carries serious risks and brings spurious benefits? Why not heed the lessons learned from killer products like Abestos and tobacco and, of course, leaded gasoline? Well, because a tiny percentage of people will gain a lot of money is one reason, and because companies and governments will be given unprecedented amounts of power over civilians is, of course, the other. All isn't doom and gloom, though. At least one U.S. politician is maintaining some level-headedness. In October of 2016, California Governor Jerry Brown stopped legislation that would have allowed the telecommunication industry to inundate the state with many towers. Brown's bold actions have permitted localities a say in where and how many cell towers are placed. The state of Hawaii has stopped 5G and smart meters by collectively threatening to charge every person who installed such meters with liability for any health problems residents may suffer. Moreover, 180 scientists have started a petition to warn the dangers of 5G, especially its potential health effects. Maybe these actions will afford more time for additional studies and, of course, data collection. Just as importantly, maybe they'll cause other politicians and figureheads to reflect on what they've been pushing. And we'll wrap it up with this week's topic, Is 5G Safe? Hope you have a great rest of your Monday and, of course, a great rest of your week. And I look forward to seeing you right here next week on The Truth Podcast, where we question everything. Take care. God bless.